You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. So we're going to start off tonight a little bit different. We're going to have somebody share a testimony that's just a tremendous testimony. I don't know how much he's going to share with you about it, but uh, it's something. How many of you just like to know what God's doing, even in the midst of all the craziness going on? And it's real precious. And uh, uh, and so I'm going to have Raquel come up here, who doesn't like to be up or doesn't like to be in front of anybody. So we're going to have Raquel come up and share, because God did God did good things for her, even in spite of her. <laughs> no, you got to come up here. You got to go, because they got to see you up there, okay? Yeah. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So official. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with this scripture. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. And all that is deepest within me, bless your holy name. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not one of all of his benefits. Who forgives every one of all of my iniquities. Who heals each one of all of my diseases. Who redeems my life from the pit and corruption. Who dignifies, beautifies, and crowns me with his loving kindness and his tender mercy. Who satisfies my mouth, my necessity, and desire at my personal age and situation with good. So that my youth renewed is like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and soaring. I started off with that scripture because I have had to say it a lot lately. Um, I had a job. Have you guys ever had it where everything else is going good in your life except for where you work? So you spend a lot of time at your job, at least eight hours a day, whatever hours you work, minimum. Um, and so if things aren't going right at work, it almost can encompass everything else in your whole life, you know? And so at my particular job, I found that um, what they initially hired me for, I didn't feel that they were really utilizing. And so I felt overlooked, neglected. Um, I work in an industry full of men. And um, nothing against men, but if you're a woman, sometimes that's kind of hard to power through. Um, and so it was a whole thing. So I don't want to get into it. Pastor Mark still needs to preach. Uh, and so what ended up happening was I found that it was impacting the way that I felt about me. Because a lot of times we tend to um, regard what we do. And then if it's not going well or, or somebody says something negative about that one thing we spend most of our time doing then we find that all of a sudden we're not worth this particular thing or because this person who's my manager feels this way about me or is acting this way towards me, then then I'm not really worth much. And so I started finding, I'm like, where is this coming from? But I started feeling like a lot of despair and and sadness and, and especially with everything going on in the world. If you're not on guard, it's very easy to get swallowed up in all of the drama that is the world right now. And so I found that I literally had to take the scriptures that directly applied to me in my situation. Um, That was anxiety. That was fear. That was some depression. That was um, self-confidence issues. And I literally felt like if I didn't grab a hold of that, that it was going to swallow me whole. And and a lot of times you can feel that way if you don't have something to grasp onto. Um, I remember a very dear mentor of mine, what she would do is she had a marker, uh, it was a dry erase marker, and it was really important for her to keep the word of God before her eyes. And so she would teach about putting that scripture on her mirror 
and memorizing. Whenever she went in there, she'd be meditating on it. And I thought, well, I don't spend a lot of time in front of the mirror, but I do spend a lot of time in my car. And so I got the iPhone. I know we all have our phones. Um, They could be used for evil or good, depending on how much we surf the net. (laughs) And so what I did was I used the voice recorder. And I recorded myself saying every scripture that directly applied to my weakness. And so the scripture that I said just a minute ago, I love that scripture because it says that he blesses us according to our personal age and our personal situation. If you guys look at your fingers, your fingerprints, no fingerprint is exactly alike. God is a creator. He's not a, he, he doesn't, he creates things. I always say that he was the very first crafter. I crochet. And I feel like he was the very first artist because look at all the beautiful things he created, including us. So when you think about that and you think about your life and we think about blessings, you can see this person being blessed or that person being blessed. But God literally looks at our personal situation, our personal age, and then I believe he crafts a blessing just for us. And that was exactly what I needed. And when God does that, he creates water in the desert. You can be in a place where you know that God wants you to be, but you feel like there's nothing there, and God will literally create water in that desert. So this is what happened to me. So I'm reciting all these scriptures, and I found that as I'm driving in the car, I listen to myself, I hit play, listen to myself say it. I'd memorize each one, and I would continue to just say it in the car. Then I found myself pondering it and going, I wonder what he meant by that. And then I think about it, and then it come to me. It got in my heart. So that when things started coming up at my job, I didn't look at what my manager thinks about me. I literally remembered what God thought about me because that's really what counts. That's literally tangibly taking the word of God and applying it to the issue in your life. So long story short, well, long story long, because that was long. So what ended up happening is I found out that our job was going to be shutting down and we got bought out by a much larger company. Um, And so our Immediate office is small, and I found out that my two coworkers that I'm very close to, they were going to keep and move them to another office in Lodi, and they were going to let me go. And that was okay because I kind of wanted to be let go, but not like that. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like, like when you want to break up with somebody, and you know they want to break up with you too, but who gets to do it first? <laughs> And that's how I feel. And so I don't know. I went through all these feelings. Like I went through tears and then a little bit of grief. And then I was angry because I wanted to get, I wanted to get revenge. And if I couldn't, I wanted God to, and I wanted to be there to watch it happen. Right. (laughs) And so finally I got to the point of acceptance, just accepting what happened and knowing that the scriptures that I've been meditating on still applied to me. Regardless to what my company said, regardless to what anybody else says about me, I had to believe what God said about me. And so long story short, after I did that, um, I ended up getting an interview at um, one company. And I went to the interview and I, I felt really good about it, you know. And I thought, yeah, that was it, you know. But no, that wasn't it. Because... The very next day, I got a little ping on my LinkedIn account. And I don't really go into LinkedIn, but it just kind of popped up, right? And I looked at it, and it was one of the largest customers of our company that said, hey, I found out through the grapevine that you're not working for this, I can't say the name of the company, this particular company anymore, and I want you to come work for us. And I was thinking it was the president and the owner of that company that called me personally, And so God literally took me from way down here 
and he brought me up here. And it's not just that. And when I say this, I'm not saying it to brag. I am literally saying it because I want everybody to know that in spite of what's going on in the world, God still got it. He still got you. He still got me. He's got us. And so I ended up, um, when he reached out, he said, hey, he goes, so this is what I want to do. He goes, I want to pay you this amount salary, which was $14,000 a year over what I'm making now. He wanted to buy me four round trip plane tickets for me and my family to go visit my family in Arkansas. He wanted to pay me monthly commission on every single thing they sell in their company per month. In addition to that, I get to work from home. The entire, that, that work from home, all on top of that. And then with a company that let me go, like November's supposed to be like the last time, like the last month. Instead of me getting let go, I have to put in a two-week notice because I accepted this position and God blessed me where I didn't get let go. I got, got lifted up. <laughs> Amen. So God is really good. And one more thing. If you think that you're behind, whether it be saving for retirement, whether it be you don't think that you're where you need to be in life right now, maybe you made some wrong choices at the beginning and and now you're with the father and you're listening to God, he can make up for 20 years worth of that in literally one day. And that's a whole nother testimony, but that happened too. And so God is good and always remember God's got you no matter what, I promise. Amen. See, it pays to just trust God, and it also pays to take hold of the Word of God. Amen? You know, that's just one of many stories that God is doing, especially for Harvest Bible Church. God is doing some supernatural things, and, uh, you know, it's a mir- it's just, there's just miracles after miracles, and I thank God for that. I really, really do. Uh, and I'm praising God because you guys are awesome, and, and God's just doing good, good things. Amen? It's always good to hear a good testimony because you say, hey, if God can do it for them, I'm in that same line. Amen. I'm in the same line. God can do it. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5. I I just want to share from my heart. I want to tag team off of that. And uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Hallelujah. And I I just want to share, you know, we are in a, it's, it's amazing. It's kind of like, God's hand is upon us in a super, supernatural way. It really is. You know, we have talked to different people around the world, and I talked to different people around, the, you know, our state and stuff, and God has just been doing supernatural things for all of us. And if he hasn't been doing it for you, you keep hanging around us, and you're going to get supernatural things happening, okay? You really will. You really will do it, you know? Uh, I had one gentleman talk to me, and he said, and I said, and I don't advocate this. He said, but you know what? He goes, he, he, he just told me, he said, no, I want to thank you for Harvest Bible Church because I, I, I appealed to God on that I go to Harvest Bible Church and, and that I want that blessing to come on me. He goes, because I made a real dumb mistake. I was driving, and I got tired of being behind a big truck, so I decided to run the red light and go around double yellow lines, go through the good red light, just, just to meet the officer in the front. <laughs> 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 he said, and I was as wrong as could be. <laughs> I said, oh boy. You know, he said, but you know, I just pray. I said, Lord, I'm guilty as all. And I told him, I said, I'm guilty. I said, but I'm just going to ask God's mercy and his grace. And lo and behold, that guy let him off. 
And he said, and he goes, yeah, he let him off. (laughs) He let him off. And this guy's particular, you know, he said, his particular business there, he he said, man, if I, he says, that wasn't going to be a little ticket. I said, oh, no, that was going to be a big one. That was going to be a big one and all kinds. And he said, you know, he said, I just want to thank you. I said, well, I said, God's grace is good once, but probably ought not do that again. You know, and, uh, but you know, thank God for that. But you know, I have just been hearing testimony after testimony after testimony. And I praise God for that because Raquel called me and said, listen, she told me all that was going on and Brian shared a few more things. And I thought, and she said, it would be okay if I just shared. I said, absolutely. It's always good to know that what God can do in the midst of things, thinking that, hey, it's going to be something very negative. God turned around and made it just even more better than it's ever been. Amen. And, uh, you know, we are in the midst of, of revival. We're in the midst of increase. We are in the midst of blessing. You know, that's so funny. I was sharing with folks, you know, for 27 years, we've had ugly parking. We've had ugly buildings and we've never been tagged. As soon as we put a brand new parking lot in, somebody tags our parking lot Monday night and they tag the school and they tag the parking lot. And I'm just thinking, why would you write down, you can't you put black paint on black asphalt. They just happen to go over the yellow lines that we just, brand new yellow lines we put down too. So it is just, it's just, you know, as dumb as can be. But uh, I just thought to myself, I said, we, I said, devil, if that's, if that's the only thing you can do is paint our ground, you're in trouble. <laughs> but uh, God is so good. Amen. But then the Lord just reminded me of some things. Look at Matthew chapter five and verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. You know, man, we are. We're, we're rubbing everybody in the wrong way. We are causing a lot of things to go on. But also in that word salt, we're making everybody thirsty too. There are folks that are looking and seeing. And they went, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot. Amen? You know, I want to, I want to, you know, just I'm going to read it out of the King James, and I want to read it out of the New Living. And he and he he says this: "You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven." I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says this: "You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor?" Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. Why do I share that with you? It's because we are a light. We are salt. We are supposed to be different than every, everybody else, everything else that takes place. It, it amazing me. You know, Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, I quote this often, but it, 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 it tells us in those things. It says that we are to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and always be ready to give an answer to every man that asks the reason of the hope that's within us. And what it appears to me, you know, when you look at that and you kind of think about it, is that Peter looking at Christians and looking at people that, are, that are, have been uh, in contact with Jesus, he was automatically thinking that you're going to be different than everybody else in the world. 
that you're going to totally react to everything different, that you're going to see things different. Amen? You'd be so different that everybody else around you is going to ask, why are you so different? Amen? I've talked to several people, different things, and just to let you know, on a lot of areas, people have been able to persuade their bosses and, and different things of how not to have them to get to do things and still keep them on their jobs because they want them. You know, we've seen a lot of things rising up. We see a lot of things happening. And, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that somebody's standing up and saying, what craziness is this thing? You know, people always say, well, are you this or you're that? No, I'm neither. I'm just totally anti-mandate. I'm totally anti you telling me what to do. I am totally anti that. I'm totally, who, who gives anybody the right to tell somebody else how to live their life? You, you share the word of God. I don't tell you how to live. I tell you what's good. I tell you what God wants. I tell you how God wants to play. But you do your own living. You know, the crazy thing about that, that's what we got all this thing is everything. But here's the thing. We've allowed, we've said, oh, you're going to say, no, 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 no. You know, no, 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 no. Here's what we need to do. You know, and, and I'm excited that people are standing up. And the funny thing about it is they're winning. And we know we get to watch, you look, you get to hear all about the ones that are losing. But I've heard so many more. And to the one that, that people say, well, this didn't happen, there's been 10 that, hey, it's okay. We're just going to let it ride out. And everybody's like, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. We see things and we take hold of this and we need to understand that there are so many opportunities around us to share the love of Jesus that we need to bring hope. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. That's why God is supernaturally doing what he's doing. That's the only thing you can, the only, only thing you can do about Harvest Bible Church and about what God is doing and why you're here and what God's doing in your lives is that God just said, because you've honored him, he decides that, just like Raquel said, you know, when she read out of the Amplified Bible, that in your time, right now, your time, and your time is right now, God has the blessing that you need. God has the perfect thing. He just does it. You know, we can't figure this out. I can't figure this out. I was talking to somebody today, and I said, this makes me cry when I think about God did all this without us, without even asking and doing things in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of doing things that was just so crazy and so blessed. And so amazing what God is doing in our lives, amen, and in our church, and what he's going to continue to do in our lives and in our church, amen? See, we've got to understand, we take faith, and believe it or not, faith is the only thing that's going to work, trusting God, and faith is totally independent of what you can see, what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can feel, and what you can touch, doesn't take any faith if you can see it. Doesn't take any faith if you can touch it. Doesn't take any faith if you can hear it of what you're hearing right now. Faith, how did it take in the word of God? Faith comes by hearing the word of God, but hearing you speak, it takes a believing that God wants to do the impossible in my life. Amen? And we've got to make the most of all the opportunity. We've got a window of time right now. Okay. I mean, I truly believe this, you know, just, I mean, I believe this with all of my heart. You know, according to what the Word of God says, according to scriptures, it's going to be impossible for Jesus not to come back before 2028. Impossible, or else the Bible lied. So that means you've got seven years to enjoy life or do things, and it's going to be crazier and crazier out there. So I said, well, you making a declaration or a prediction? No, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And what I believe is a generation. Now, God can change that. He can make it another 40 years if he wants to, but I don't believe he's going to do that. But I believe that with all my heart. So I'm thinking seven years that we're going to, we got to do great, and we're going to have revival all seven years. We're going to have a year of plenty. I mean, it's going to be the year, because after that, you know, the tribulation is going to come. It's going to be a great want, and we're not going to be here. 
may get a lot of stories, a lot of flack for saying that, but that's okay. You know, someone says, well, you know, could he come back any sooner? Absolutely. He can come back tomorrow if he wants to. I got to be honest. Every September, I look to the eastern sky believing he's going to be there because that's when he's coming back. Hallelujah. During the Feast of Trumpets is what the Bible says. I mean, if you look at it, you see things. That's what, And I'm not going to get off into eschatology. I'm just telling you, glory to God. Don't let that stop you from living. Man, I could be wrong, and he could add 40 more years to us, and you just mess up. You know, because you sold everything and didn't do that. Just have fun. But let's bring back the king, okay? Hallelujah. But I'm living my life in light of what I believe, what he's doing. But I, I'm looking, because God wants us to be fruitful, productive, and he wants everybody to see the value that we have. See, even if the person you're working for doesn't see the value that you are, somebody is seeing and looking and seeing that value. And they're going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because God wants it. Why? Because we're the salt. You know, we're the only thing holding this thing together. We're the only thing holding the whole world together is the church. You guys know that, right? Once we get taken out of here, you want to talk about chaos. You want to talk about craziness. That's why we need to tell people, listen, if I'm gone and you just find my clothes, guess what? You know what happened and you better get ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing. I, you know, one of the things about it, I think we maybe need to uh, get rid of the term Christian and start getting and start saying the term believers. We need to start being believers. What do we believe? Believers. Forget Christians. Because there's so many people that that word has it's been overused. Because nobody even knows what that word means. It means Christ-like, but ain't nobody walking Christ-like that are Christians, you know. And uh, so, you know, so, so we see this, you know, and, and we see some things here. So I want to give you some things tonight. Just, just in the next 15 minutes, I want to just share some, some little truths that I believe that will increase your usefulness. You know, Sunday's sermon was basically quit trying so hard, you know. Or it's, and it's really not that, you know, we, we, we have a sense that we have a tendency to make faith hard. We have a tendency to make Christianity hard. We have a tendency to make everything hard. Now, understand when I say this, you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get people looking at you. They're going to get, and I, and I don't understand that either. When you know something works and you know something is good and you know something is truth and you allow other people to dissuade you and get you to be sour and, and nasty and, and as grumpy as them, why? Why do you want to be like them? You know, misery loves company. And I never understood young kids that, that, you know, allowing other people to get into their heads and try to tell them what's right and what's wrong. I, of course, I've been my own person my whole entire life because I've had to. I've had to do, I've, you know, not had anybody really helping me. And most of us in this room didn't have anybody helping. We had to work it ourselves and do what God's called us to do. So, so, the, so the key is, is that we need to stand up and have our usefulness and have stand up and what do I believe? And so believing is simply tr- believing what God said and trusting in that with all of us. I, I just believe what you said. I believe. If you said it, I've always told the Lord, you're going to have to say, whoa, not giddy up. Because <sighs> when I see it in the word of God, I'm going to go out and you're going to have to say, hey, whoa, what? maybe you're just a little out there. I've always been a little out there. That's okay. I know I've always been a little different. But let me give you the first thing. The first thing is we ought to all get is we ought to all get willing. Thank you for your overwhelming response. But you got to get willing to do what? To do anything God says to do. Be willing to obey. 
Be quick to believe, be quick to repent, be quick to forgive, but be quick to obey, be quick to be willing, just be a willing vessel. And see, willing, sometimes willing is simply, Lord, I, I, I promise I'm going to be willing. I'm going to make a, a decision to be willing. I'm going to actually try to be willing to do what you want. Because sometimes God, he wants you to do simply, but then other times God just says, hey, how about doing something crazy? See, in my Christian walk, and I'm not advocating this, you don't have to do these things, but I've had to do some crazy things just to kick me over the edge. Seriously, I've had to just do some crazy and say, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. I've emptied out my bank account twice just being crazy. Just nuts. Because I thought that's, you know, and, and actually it was God because he worked everything out. So I don't tell you to do that. You don't ever do that. You got to know God when you do stupid things like that. You know? But the thing about it is, because he, you know, I gave it away to the gospel. But the key is, and I'm not saying anybody to do that, but what I am saying is that sometimes God just says, hey, how about doing something a little bit extra and out of the ordinary? Being willing. Just being willing to listen. Because when you listen, you get to be at the right place at the right time. Amen? Because once you're willing, then guess what? You need to be available because then God works with availability. God doesn't care how how much ability you have. He only works with your availability. And listen, folks, right now, we need to be more available to what God's speaking to our heart, to share with people and to help people more now than ever before. I've had more divine encounters or more God encounters, as I call them, just being at the right place at the right time, uh, and then saying, God, the odds of this is so amazing that only God could do it. But being there to help or being there to encourage or being there just to be a blessing or just being there to give a word and do something, just seeing what God can do. Amen? And I've been more sensitive just to listen and say, okay, I need to call this person. I need to be sensitive to pray for this person. I need to be sensitive to, to reach out. And it's been such, I tell you, it just ruins you for the ordinary. You don't ever have a boring day anymore. Amen. He said, well, I like my boring life. Well, if you do, that's fine. Hang out. It's all good. You know, hallelujah. That's okay. You know, but we've got to be willing and we've got to be available. Why? Because we all look around and say, well, how come God? Listen, if, if Raquel didn't go to work, she wouldn't have a job. I mean, she hated her job. If she'd have quit it when she wanted to quit it 50 times before. See, I know Brian and Raquel. I've been, been in their life many years. And um, so, you know. That's why it just always shocks me about God's goodness on their life. It's so good. No, it doesn't shock. I love them. They're so precious. You know. And uh, hallelujah. It's good stuff. But, you, you know, no. But it's seriously. We want to get in the flesh. You want to say, okay, forget this. Whoa, whoa, time out. God's tied some things. God's tied some Hey, let's do our job right. Let's do this. And because she did her job right. You know, the number one customer for her job says, hey, we want to hire you because we believe you've got skills we need, you know. See, when we're available, and it's simply saying, God, I'm available. What do you need me to do? And then listening to what he's saying. Because then we've got to be faithful. And that's the one thing I can say about you folks. You're the Wednesday night crowd. You are the faithful. And those who watch, I mean, Harvest Bible Church, we have such amazing folks. We do. You guys are so faithful. I am so blessed to be your pastor it's, it's so wonderful. But how do you know we want to finish? Okay, we want to finish. It's time to finish. We want to finish what God wants us to do on earth, and we're going to finish the job, and then we're going to come back with him and help him finish everything he wants to do. Amen? 
But we got to finish. We got to be faithful to finish. Faithful to do. So it says, well, if Jesus is coming back, why are we going to build a big sanctuary? Why are we going to try to build, you know, a gymnasium? Why are we going to grow? Why did we buy this place? Why didn't we just keep all this money and, and enjoy life? I mean, gosh, we had enough money. We couldn't have to, we could have just stayed here and been good for the next 10 years. Because that's not what God wants. God could care less about money. You know, he's got streets of gold. He could care less about American dollars. I got news for you. He can do things. It's like, you know, he can just, it's like, ah, it ain't no, to him, it's like, forget it. Who wants to do that? You know, hallelujah. But God wants us to continue to be faithful because when we're faithful, God can do good things. See, we made a decision to do, be faithful to God and just trust him. And we've seen the benefit, the blessing, and the joy. Because, like I said, God doesn't care about your ability. God will make you skilled. God will give you wisdom. God will show you things, even if you don't know how to do it. He'll show you how to do it. Even I believe that with all my heart. I believe it. So I said, well, you, you think you can do everything. I said, I believe that because I got the, the, the Holy Spirit on the inside. I can do all things through Christ. Who's training. If I need to know how to do it, God will show me if I need to do it. He'll show me. He'll help me. He'll do things. Glory to God. To whatever I need to do. He'll increase whatever I need. Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to do that. Glory to God. He wants us to. He wants to make us useful. And listen, folks, we have got to be the strong ones. We've got to have a strong spirit. Amen? We have to be strong for all the other Christians. I mean, that's the one thing that I know in my heart. That God's just really, that I, I need to be, that I need to stay strong. I need to stay encouraging. I need to be encouraging every pastor that I know, encouraging people to step forward and steering people to do things. Because we need to finish. We need every church on board. We need every hand on deck. We need to have every lifeboat ready to go. Amen. We need to, we need to be reaching out, touching lives more than we ever have before in our lives. Because there's a lost and dying world. They need Jesus. And they don't even know that they need Jesus. They don't even know they're just running around in circles. They just need to know this. They need to have an understanding. Hallelujah. And see, we need to understand that every one of us as believers are called of God to, to, to make a difference in somebody's life. Amen. And you can make a difference in believers' life. You can make a difference by just saying, hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. You're going to make this. We're going to do this. Hey, let's handle it. It's going to be okay. Just, just, it's, it's, it's amazing, just your very presence, you talking, you just listening, how God opens up the doors. Hallelujah. He just does. And, and that's the thing about it. You know, and I'm going to go back to where Kel's there, listening to the word of God or getting it down there and saying, no, I'm going to get this. This is what God says about me. How vitally important that is to know I can do my job. I can do what God says I can do. Hallelujah. And so God's calling us to be the light and the salt. And yeah, you're going to rub people the wrong way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, I got a phone call this week too about some things. And, and uh, somebody asked me, he said, listen, would you help me if, if, I, if I need you to come as my pastor to help defend me in different things? I'm like, just sign me up. I'm ready. I am so excited about talking to the world about why the word of God is the word of God and why, you know, what they're thinking and seeing is so crazy. But uh, I got to be careful because I, I, I want to I be alive and I want to be out of jail and all those things there, you know. I don't want to do crazy things, you know, all that kind of stuff. I want to make sure. Hallelujah. Because I can get a little crazy. It's just in, in my genes there. I got to be careful. Hallelujah. 
But here's the thing about it. When you understand God, God needs us as servants. He needs us to reach out and touch and to be strengthened because we're hearing the word of God. We're seeing the word of God and we know that what God's hand is upon us. Amen. And here's the thing. We don't need a title. We don't need somebody to, to brag on us. Man, we just doing what God says. We don't need to have a position. We don't need, all we need to do is to be a vessel that God can use and touch lives. You know, I remember, I, I felt sorry for myself one time, and I've told this story many times to our church, but haven't told it in a long time, but I can remember sitting in my office, I was in Pittsburgh, and I was having a Pittsburgh day, which if you don't understand that, it's, I was in the inner city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and so all kinds of things were going wrong, and, and, I, and I just was in my office, and I just got frustrated, and I said, Lord, you always pick on me, and you tell me to go call this person, and call that person, and encourage this person, and you're always, you know, bringing people to my mind, and bringing, and I'm always following, I said, how come you don't bring me to somebody else, how come nobody cares about me, I know none of you ever done that, none of you ever felt sorry for yourself, y'all perfect, but I'm just, you know, and the funny thing about it is the phone rang, and I, I don't know why my secretary wasn't there to answer the phone, but it was ringing. So I answered the phone. I might have been there by myself. Who knows what time it was? And I answered the phone. I said, hey, this is Pittsburgh Christian Fellowship. You know, may I help you? And it was a friend of mine from, uh, you know, four, five, six, seven states away. And he said, hey, God just told me to call you and tell you, hey, stop it. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> encouragement, man. He said, you got this. What's going on? I said, Lord, you're amazing. You didn't have to do the exact thing of what I said. I mean, it could have just been like, hey, I was thinking about you. The Lord put you on my heart, so I'm calling you to pray. No, he calls and says, hey, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Of course, he was a really good friend. <laughs> and then I just started laughing. We started laughing. And I said, man, I just said that. He said, well, I was just sitting there doing things. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, call Mark Butler. Tell him, quit feeling sorry for himself. <laughs> I said, well, why would you have to be so obedient? <laughs> no, I, we, we laughed. But it was, and he did encourage me. And we did have a great time of prayer. But it was so funny because, you know, we look at this thing here and we see this. But... But believe it or not, that totally helped me. I mean, that was, a, that was a turning point in my life of like, yeah, come on. Why am I, what am I doing? Why am I allowing the, all this stuff to, 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 to deal with me? Why am I allowing this to mess me up? Amen? Amen. God's far greater than this. And if God can't do it, why am I trying to do it? If God can't keep my church going, if God can't pay all the bills, if God can't do this, who am I? Let's just forget it. But God, you said you'd never leave me or forsake me. You said that you would supply all of my needs. You said you'd with me. It's not going to be a good testimony if you don't meet this. I know you never talk to God about that. I do. I say, God, you know, I've been bragging on you all the time. I do. I get up here and brag on you and brag on God. I brag on God. I say, God, you're going to do all these great. I tell everybody what you're going to do. How you do it. If you don't do it, it's going to look bad on you. The funny thing about it is he always comes through. You know, I mean, all of my life, he's always come through. And because God just wants us to be the best us we can be. See, don't try to be anybody. Don't run anybody else's race. You run your race. You know, because then at the end, God's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God's going to say, well done. 
And that's what he wants to do. So let's get ready to just allow God to use us even in a greater degree, not, you know, causing great problems, but causing great peace and great joy and just having a right answer and just letting the, the, the presence of God touch lives. And notice this, if you're listening, you're hearing, you're watching, and God speaks to you, God brings somebody to your heart, first of all, you pray. Don't immediately call, you pray. You ask the Lord, Lord, what is it? What do I need to do? Just pray. Just ask the Lord, what does he need to do? Lord, pray. Because God will bring people. God will show you things. And you bring people. Amen. And then he'll give you assignments that'll just give you great stories. You know, one of my best assignments was when God spoke to me about a guy that he just said, hey, you know, you need to, I was thinking about him. I went to school. I really didn't even know where he was at. And the Lord said, hey, he got hurt. And then I called around. I said, yeah, he got hurt in a ministry down, in, down here. And, and he's up there. And he's, he, I don't even think he's in the ministry. I think he's doing something like this. And I said, well, where's he at? He said, told me a state that he's in. I said, okay. I said, well, what city? Well, we don't know what city. I said, well, how in the world am I supposed to find him? And God said, you find him. You find him. You call around. You call around. You know, and you try to find him. And I found him. And I found him. And I called him. I said, hey, um, you don't know me, but let me just talk to you. <laughs> I just told him, you know, he's only, yeah, he remembered me. I said, yeah, I remember you. I said, what's going on? He said, well, I'm just working. I said, well, God has been bothering me about you. And so he says, you're not done. He said, he's called you. And whom he's called, you have to go back. And his, it, it, you know, he said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to go in. I said, yeah, you got to go into the ministry. And his wife got a hold of me. And she said, listen, he's not going back in the ministry at all. We're done. I said, no, that's not what God said. I said, so you come out here. I'll fly you out here. I got a church for you. Because I was the RMAI director of that whole region. I said, nope, God has you. I said, you pray about it, but God has you. Make a long story short, he came out there. He was there for three years. You know, his wife hated me, I think, for three years. But that was okay. <laughs> but then got to a turn of events. It was supernatural. He went back to his city. And he's been in his city now for 30 years. And he's changed his city. He has a church of about 1,000, I think. And he's doing incredibly well. He's been in the ministry for the past, you know, 30, 40 years. So such a tremendous ministry and blessing. That's one of my best stories of just, why would God, you, and it, it took me weeks to find him. Because God, God would wake me up. God would mess him with me. But see, you know why God did? Because there's been thousands of people helped. Thousands of people born again. Thousands of people changed. And he's changed the entire atmosphere of his city. Because God knew he needed him. You know, and there's folks that you're coming in contact. may not be to that. But there's people that God needs. And we need to turn it around. You know. That God needs to get in contact. And there's divine appointments. You know. Because we can think about this. And I'm going to use them and I'm going to close on that. I'm going to use Brian and Raquel. You know, when I first met them, glory be to Jesus. You know, there's just story after story. My kids know that. You know, they're around them too. They know, oh my gosh, it's just amazing that Raquel hasn't killed Brian. But it's good. It's all good, you know. And, uh, and, uh, but no, but you know, what you see, and then I see their life today. And none of you would even know how, where they, you know, but we've all got stories. See, all of us in this room have stories. The key is, is watching what God has done. But I know many times of having to call them and talk, God's hand. And what if he didn't listen? See, God wants us to listen. That's what this whole thing's about. Is just saying, hey, if we listen and we do, and we do our part, God's going to make sure he, he does his part. 
And guess what? I don't care how old you are, God's not through with you. In fact, the older you are, the more God's you got time to be able to minister to even more folks. So there's some good things that are there. God's hand is upon it. Amen? So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you for your amazing grace. Thank you for the amazing testimony. Thank you for the word of God. Father, we want to be salt and we want to be light. We do. We want to, everywhere we go, we want to bring a flavor. Hallelujah. We want to bring the seasoning that we need to bring. And we want to bring light. We want to bring life. Hallelujah. To every area where we go. Father, let Harvest Bible Church continue to be the light that's going to keep beaming from this area, Father. We honor you for it and we thank you for it now. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What well, we're going to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. And, uh, and I just wanted, like I said, I just felt impressed. Just to encourage you. Strengthen you. Hallelujah. Do some things there. But we're going to receive this evening's tithes. I'm going to get my phone because that's what I'm going to do by. Hallelujah. I've been doing this a lot lately just because I've been forgetting to do the other. But uh, it's actually kind of fun. And uh, anyways, but praise the Lord for that. So. Uh, hallelujah, God is so good. And we praise God for everything that's happened. Praise God, you folks are awesome. And all of you watching, thank you so much. For you. It'll show you online on how to give. And you guys have been giving. And it's just amazing. It's amazing what the Lord's been doing in our lives. Hallelujah. And he's going to continue to do. He's going to continue to meet. And he's going to continue to have stories of what's like what's happening to them. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, is everybody ready to give? You got envelopes here if you need envelopes. Hallelujah. Those of you giving online. Heavenly Father, thank you and praise you. We just thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to sow and to give. Lord, you're such a good God. You're such a wonderful God that you do meet and supply all of our needs. So, Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for everybody here that you are. You're doing it. You're no respecter of persons, so you're going to open up doors for them. You're going to turn their captivity. Hallelujah. And just turn things around. And Lord, I thank you for that because the blessing of the Lord, hallelujah, is coming to us. And I believe that that great transfer of wealth that's going to come from the sinners is going to come to us. It's coming to the church. I believe that the beginning is now. And I believe everybody's just going to have increase in their lives. Lord, thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.